everyone. Welcome back to Be More, where we inspire you to be a little bit more of every role within the Salesforce ecosystem. For this episode, we are talking Be More Developer Path, which is about getting people into the ecosystem as developers, or perhaps people transitioning into a developer type career. So for today's session, I'm joined by Warren. So, Warren, if you could start by introducing yourself for us, please. Of course. Thanks for having me, Tom. And hey, hey, everybody. Warren Walters here. Uh, I guess I'm 18 times certified Salesforce MVP. I've been in the ecosystem for a little while now, probably getting close to like nine plus years. Um, I've been doing development for a decent chunk, uh, well, pretty much all my Salesforce career, but I went to school for development and just kind of fell in love with Salesforce. And currently I am a Salesforce engineer at Blackthorn. So they are an ISV that has like event management and payment processing and then some other stuff that I do, right? I, I like to talk way too much about Salesforce development stuff. So I've got a YouTube channel and different programs and mentorship that I like to do. Okay, awesome. Well, it's great to have you on today's session. And I know there's lots for us to to dive in when we're talking about kind of getting people onto the developer track. So Maybe you could start by introducing the role that you play in this within the wider community in terms of kind of getting people into a developer career. Yeah, so for me, development has been like really great and I've always been interested in it. And even from, I guess, a young age when I was in school and stuff, I, I did a lot of programming and computer science types of things. And I just like tinkering with stuff. And <laughs> Uh, this kind of led me down a path of development and coding and, and all of that. And what I started to find out as I was going through this is that I like to, maybe I just like talking too much, but I like to <laughs> share like what I'm working on and what I'm learning. So uh, even back in like college, I ended up making like little tutorial videos on what I was learning because one thing you'll hear pretty often is if you can teach something then you you end up learning it a little bit more as you're explaining it to somebody that doesn't know what it is and how it works so from from my end I kind of stuck along that path of just like sharing probably too much about development and as I've mm -hmm. moved further into the Salesforce space I continue to do that so for me I, I have my hand in a few different things right like I have the YouTube channel where I share a lot of Salesforce development and even I, I like flows too. So even uh, like flow and that, that line of like, yep. what is a developer is getting mixed a little bit, but I share there on YouTube, lots of content and uh, really just trying to make sure that the community knows what's out there and kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit on development to know, like, it's not wizardry. I'm not a genius. People who code are not geniuses, right? It's just we spent some time learning the basic structures and now we can put more complicated things together. Like just think about the first time you worked on a flow or even a formula field, like it was pretty confusing, but mm. after the fifth or the sixth time, like you kind of get the basic structure and how it works and coding is no different than that. You learn the basics and then you continue to run on with it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's great. And I can certainly relate to ultimately wanting to play with the system to learn more about it as well. Do you think that's an important part of, of what you do and how you do it? 
Yeah, I think it's important to understand all of the tools that are in your toolbox. Even mm -hmm. though I am a developer at heart, I still use a lot of declarative and administrative type tools to solve problems. And I think for anybody, regardless of if you're a, a full-time, like an actual developer or a consultant or even an admin or even a BA, right? Like literally all the yeah. roles can benefit from learning these structures and how they work. If it's not just to communicate more efficiently with developers, uh, you also know where the limits are, right? And, and how mm -hmm. things play together. So I think it's really important. And I understand like, I, I truly feel like everybody can learn the basics and if you want to go even further down the line to become a developer. Uh, but I hear often like people are like, oh, developers are, they're geniuses and they're wizards and all of these types of things. And it's like, I, I understand that to a certain degree, but you, you have to kind of peek, you know, open the door a little bit more and not just mm -hmm. like, uh, not not just peek through it, but actually open it and start to walk through to get that general understanding of how things work. It's not it's not that scary at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And does this typically remain within the Salesforce realm of products, or do you extend kind of into more non traditional products like Marketing Cloud, Slack, Tableau? Like, how kind of broad is is your scope here? think the the world is your oyster yeah at that point. Uh, it's really fun because when you learn that foundational knowledge like all programming languages are written pretty much the same like even mm. when you think about flow decision elements and things like that those can pretty quickly be translated over into apex code or yep. i think uh, slack is written in javascript and um, you know, all of these different languages and concepts that exist, they, they, as long as you understand the foundation, you can trans, uh, you can move and transfer over to other platforms pretty easily, which makes you like really valuable as an employee and as a, as a resource, right? Like you can potentially do multiple things, or if you want to switch careers, switch platforms, it's a little bit easier to get that done. Um, but it, it is important to in my mind, kind of focus in one area and get mm -hmm. potentially like kind of good, right? Which is why I focus on like Salesforce and Apex. But uh, even in that little realm, it can go pretty deep, right? You talk about like T-shaped people and being like yeah. the, the depth side of things versus the breadth. Um, definitely getting a, a breadth is good, but there is, you can go pretty deep on like Apex and even Lightning Web Components, which are written in JavaScript, right? But learn yeah. that foundation and then you can, you can kind of transfer out and see what you really like uh, in those areas. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And I think it is important to have those foundations because ultimately from those foundations, as you say, you can spread and, and learn more and maybe you've learned Apex and then all of a sudden you're diverging into the Apex SDK for Slack, for example, right? There's There's room to move, right? For sure. And one thing I want to bring up too is, is on... Uh, just in like Salesforce's product suite as well, like mm. you mentioned marketing cloud, which has development elements to it, but like even MuleSoft, right? There are yeah. fully fledged MuleSoft developers. And I was fortunate enough uh, back when I was consulting, right? I was a Salesforce developer, so focusing in on Apex, but um, I just landed on a project that needed a little extra MuleSoft help. And I got to learn MuleSoft and it wasn't too big of a jump for me to mm -hmm. pick it up and make some changes uh, because of that foundational knowledge that I had. So, 
yeah i'm a big yeah. fan of everybody should learn it yeah <laughs> awesome well that's that's great that's good to know so diving in a little bit behind the curtain as you said into some of the the great schemes and programs that you're involved in are you able to tell us a little bit more about those I like how you call them schemes, right? Like, yeah. like my, my tentacles like everywhere. And that and that's so true. I, yeah. I, I often sign myself up for way too much stuff at the beginning mm. of the year and then I have to pull back. But um yeah, I've got a few different things. So we've talked about the YouTube channel already. You probably if you're on LinkedIn, you've probably seen my face a little bit, which is <laughs> probably a good or a bad thing. Um, but I also have a Slack channel called Salesforce Mentor, and I guess it's a blog too. Um, but it's just really for anybody that wants to come in and talk development, learn development. It's very easygoing and you can bring up um, any kind of development topics. And we have a lot of people that are transitioning from, okay, maybe you are an admin, you've been doing admin for a couple of years and you've heard a lot about development and you just have questions. So that's a very open spot. And then we also have tons of people who maybe they have development experience in other languages and they want to start to figure out what Salesforce development is. So the Salesforce mentor Slack, and I'm sure I'll share some of the resources with you in the links, um, but that, that one's totally available, totally free for anybody to yep. jump in on. And there uh, we also have a content club, which is, you know, we, we spend a month reading some sort of development or Salesforce type of book. So uh, just starting that out and it's been pretty fun and, uh, to see everybody kind of read along and and go through these uh, different different um, resources that we're working on, and it's a content club so that we don't just focus on books, right? We'll also yeah. watch video series and maybe do some Udemy courses and and all of that stuff. So that's been pretty fun. And I got one more. I guess I'll yeah. just throw it in there too, right? Yeah. So um, <laughs> I I do also run Cloud Code Academy, which is a Salesforce developer training program. So this one is. Uh, definitely more in-depth. It's like a four-month uh, boot camp style of training program. So you've got to kind of be dedicated and ready to like take that plunge. But that one's been going really great. And, you know, we, we it's it's a lot of time and energy that everybody puts in, but you do get a lot out of it if you can, if you really want to jump down that path and like you're really interested in learning Salesforce development. Yeah. Okay, that's great. And I think there's some great resources and, and tips amongst that as well. So that's super. So in terms of this role, perhaps being a, a non-traditional role, but thinking about it as somebody that's helping more developers enter the ecosystem or more people transition into a developer type role, how do you interact with other roles as part of that? Do you kind of engage with subject matter experts on certain things do you engage with other developers how does that work out yeah i think there are a few areas or a few like key people that i try to interact with mm. one of those is just somebody who knows more than me on a particular subject right so if you are an administrative expert or you uh, really understand like marketing cloud really well. Like I'm not a marketing yep. cloud developer that, but you know, we can talk and have a conversation and understand like, okay, how does some of our roles or some of the things that we know overlap and mm -hmm. how can we work together to kind of spread the word, right? Because uh, I definitely am, I'm big on 
lifting everybody up and sharing yep. different resources that are out there to like, of course, like learn development. But if you're really into marketing cloud, like let's, let's see, you know, how they overlap or how some of the things that you learn from development can then transition into it. And then uh, on, on kind of the flip side, I like to talk to people that are just starting out to see what are their pain points? Like, what are you struggling with? Mm. And be that kind of liaison between, okay, let's let's take you from, you know, where you're at now and figure out what you're interested in, right? And, and of course, I'm dangling like the, here's, <laughs> here's development, like it's super great and I love it, but there's, there's so many different things out there. Like, watch this video, it might give you a taste of what it's like to be a developer. Check out these resources and maybe it'll help you see if you like, you know, writing code all day long. Because it's okay if you don't, you know, if that's not interesting to you. Um, but just learning those like background things and getting more awareness of what it's like is is super, I guess, important to me. And I think it leans more on the like developer advocacy part. I think Salesforce yeah. like officially has a role for that. And uh, I guess I'm like pseudo trying to do that kind of <laughs> stuff. Maybe I need to like knock on their door and be like, "Hey, do you guys have a job for me?" Yeah. But um, yeah, I think just it's it's more just sharing the word and and making sure that mm. people understand what it's it's like to be a developer and maybe seeing if you can put yourself in a dev's shoes, right? If you would like that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's great. And touching on a little bit what you said there about kind of connecting the with people and making sure that you're up to date on what's going on like it's a difficult job market out there right now right so do you think that's increasingly important with the current kind of bleak financial and economic messages that are being painted yeah it is pretty important to make sure that you have as many skills that are employable Right. Mm -hmm. So development is always at the top of that list that I've seen. And even with the slowdown, the dev jobs that I've seen are, are, are still out there. Right. You can still yeah. um, find uh, lots of developer roles if you're looking on LinkedIn and stuff like that. Not to say that it's not competitive, but there's there's always been a demand for Salesforce developers or developers in general uh, that I've seen. Um, but it, it's it's really important to make sure that you're staying like current up to date and the types of skill sets that employees are looking for, you have those, right? Because uh, it's maybe it's a good or a bad thing in terms mm. of like, okay, maybe you're, you're an administrator, but you also have developer skills, right? So you're potentially wearing multiple hats, but you're seen as a resource that can do more things, right? You're technically a more yeah. valuable resource in the company's eye. And, but you just have these additional skills set that, the company doesn't need two people. Maybe they'll pay you, you know, a little bit more money because you can write triggers or help debug um, some code errors that that you're getting. So, uh, I don't. It's definitely not a detriment to have these dev skills. It's just like how mm -hmm. much do you want to lean on it, and yeah, uh, how much you know you want to be. I guess like I'm gonna say used uh, as a kind of a negative term, but for <laughs> me, I, I love you know like hybrid roles, right? Where I'm an admin and a developer because I think it's it's interesting to learn everything. Yeah, no, definitely, and I think there are kind of increasingly a number of roles like that, like in terms of technical consultant or almost something like in between developer and consultant, perhaps. So I think that's a great message there. In terms of all of this kind of developer career advocacy that you do, 
you work full time as well, right? How do you fit all of this in? Late nights and yep. lots of coffee. Nah, <laughs> I, I think it, I've built it into my routine to mm. where it's a little bit easier for me to, you know, at, and I'm a night owl, right? So if it, if it's nighttime, like 10, 11, I'm cranking out maybe videos or a blog post or something like that. And I know that everybody doesn't have that kind of luxury of time. And I, I actually don't know how, how much longer I can keep it up, but <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's just a, it's a matter of time and being passionate, right? Like we've, I kind of mentioned, right. I started, you know, 15 years ago doing this kind of stuff, even before I was into Salesforce. So it was super easy for me to just stick with it and build it into my schedule, but it does get hard. I do get burnt out and just take Mm -hmm. breaks, right. I don't upload any content, but it, what really drives me are those like, comments on youtube or a linkedin message that says like oh you really solved this problem right this xyz problem i was stuck on it for days and you showed me exactly how to install data loader or yeah how to do this loop and like those kind of comments they really like they go a long way to giving me motivation and and making me like stick with wanting to do this stuff yeah okay well that's great and inspiring and can certainly relate to kind of almost listening to your body a little bit just to make sure that you aren't doing too much and don't burn yourself out I think that's an important part of it too and um yeah I do bits and pieces within the ecosystem too so I can certainly relate to kind of almost making that part of my daily routine and kind of sliding like a podcast in here and a YouTube video in there and a blog in there you know and it's just at the end of the day I guess becomes part and parcel of of what you're doing so that's That's great. Kind of thinking about now, if there's somebody that's looking or or thinking about this path, what tips or advice would you give them if they're looking to start out? For development, there are Mm. a lot of different paths that you can go down. And I would recommend just starting out in a specific area that you um, that you may like. So first you got to figure out the areas and there might be front end, back end. Um, and like some of those terms might be like, what the heck is front end and back end? So, <laughs> you know, re- review some of those things. But I would say just get started, right? Just get started mm-hmm. looking into some dev aspects. Uh, and on the advocacy side, I would say figure out what your medium is, right? If you mm-hmm. like to write blog posts and that really gets you fired up and you can you you don't feel like it's a drag when you're doing it to get it done, then stick with that for, I like to do things in quarters, right? So stick with that for a quarter and then reevaluate at, at the end of those, uh, those three months to see where you're at. And if you still like doing it for me, I like video content. I, I actually mm. kind of like writing blogs for me is a, is a huge drag because it's easier for me to just <laughs> spout things off and then yeah. cut all of the areas that I've, that I've, you know, rambled on uh too too long about so um yeah for me it's super easy to just like hit record talk into the mic and of course when I was first starting out it was very awkward and like everybody hates their own voice that kind of thing yeah but as you do it more and more you start to get used to it and you get into a flow so the big thing I would say is like try to be as consistent as you as your schedule allows it right and Mm -hmm. and as your uh mentality a healthy mentality allows it 
And, you know, once you get into that groove, then you can start layering on other things like, oh, maybe you want to do a newsletter or have a Slack channel or um, yeah. post on LinkedIn, right? You just you just layer those things on. But I think it's, you know, sharing about what's passionate for you in, in a sustainable way. Yeah. Okay. And I think it is important because it ultimately you're probably going to do it alongside your current role or career and it needs to be sustainable. You don't want to burn yourself out as as you said I think that's important um kind of asking a question now which I actually have a, a strong opinion on and I'm curious to see if your opinion is the same do you think it's important for anybody that's kind of thinking about this path to have a good kind of solid admin skill set admin background and I use the word admin in inverted commas because obviously that term is changing Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? Two things, mm. and I, I don't know if we're, we're going to get controversial about it. There are, <laughs> um, I think, some of the best developers have an admin background. I mm. started out technically. I started out as an admin. Um, you know, I was going through school, got an internship. I was, I was an admin. Didn't know anything about Salesforce, right? I was an admin, and then we hit a roadblock, and they're like, "Oh, we got to ask the developers to do this." And I was like, "Wait a minute." Uh, I know how to write code. Like, let me yeah. just give it a try, right? And and you know, from there, it's just history, right? I just stuck with it. So uh, having that administrative background was super helpful in me. Once again, like understanding all the tools that I know it, that I could use. That being said, though, like I think it, some of the <laughs> best developers are admins. I don't want people to stop like to 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 get stuck or to stop learning development because they feel like they need to have that administrative background first right i know a lot of people mm-hmm. who are super interested in learning development but they kind of got I'll, I'll say got stuck or they focused way too much on learning administration and they just never got into the developer aspect of things and at at some point like that can be okay everybody you know there's plenty of admin jobs and you can be very happy with being an administrator but um at least when like i was working with them and talking with some of these individuals right it's like i knew there was a lot of passion with learning code and programming so um that's all kind of like pushed to the side as of right now and i think the big thing is like you can totally break in just jumping straight into development right you're learning you learn those important things that you need to get like uh, that administrative foundation like of course your objects fields and all of that stuff and then you just dive headfirst into development and you learn the rest along the way right it's mm. it's it's i think it's okay from from that standpoint but there's definitely you know you'll be in orgs where there's validation rules written in in code and you're like oh this could be a Regular yeah. validation rule, like what's going on? Yeah, um, and yeah, it's it's really about like not to stop learning once you're in that like developer role, but mm-hmm. to also you know get that configuration uh, aspect and knowledge as you're going through. Yeah, well, good news is I don't think that's controversial at all, uh, <laughs> considering we you pretty much agree with what I think. I think it's important to understand like. For example, what lead conversion is and what it does and why you shouldn't build your own process to do the same thing. Because I've been in many an orgs where I've gone in and I'm like, okay, 
why is this here? Like you could just use the standard lead conversion. You don't need this visual force and this apex and whatever is behind it. So I think that's super important. And I'm glad that that we align there. So it's really about the education aspect of things, right? Because you can mm. easily start out let's say you learn Java or learn Apex and just how to write all these different structures and triggers. And like, you could there, you could stop there, but like Salesforce is so much deeper, right? You can, you can really dive into what's the best solution. What's the best practice for getting some of these things done. What are other developers or, or systems? How, how do they work? And that potentially starts diving into like architect type things, but Having like a good team around you or people that you can talk to and ask questions is super helpful in those types of situations. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where online communities like the ones that you've talked talked about, like can really play an important part because ultimately perhaps you are working on something and you're the only sales person in your company, right? It's good to just be able to say, well, actually, Am I doing this the right way? Would 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 you do it the same way, or is there a better way? Something I'm missing, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely throw out right. The Salesforce Mentor Slack is great. I was a big uh, fan of the Salesforce Ohana Slack. Or if you're yeah. into Discord, there's the Salesforce Exchange Discord. Like I'm big into all of those communities <laughs> because yeah. they they have helped me when I was solo developer or solo admin, and just kind of like grown with them and and there's tons of really smart great people and helpful people in all of those different areas and i'm, I'm sure there are others right those are the ones mm. that i just hung out in as i was going along yeah. <laughs> yeah okay that's awesome so reflecting on your own journey a little bit but if you were to start again kind of becoming somebody that's advocating or trying to get people on the developer path is there anything you would change or do differently I would, I don't know if it's dangerous or not, but um, <laughs> I would I would consider like doing it full time for a year just to see what happens. Mm. And I've always had a job and I think that that has helped me out to learn um, what Salesforce development is like and uh, be in a bunch of different orgs. Um, but it's always that like, what if of like, oh, maybe you took a year off and did a bunch of speaking and just like... Yeah, wrote blog posts all the time, which, you know, I think that's just more a little personal for, for me um, and what I would try out. I would also say, like, maybe partnering with uh, different types of people more. So, you know, you've got this this channel and this series uh, about, you know, talking with more people. But um, there's definitely times where I was like siloed and like, let me just make what I think is is interesting and like there's there's that opportunity to branch out a little bit more and kind of like lift up other people, bring them onto the channel and and see, like get some mm -hmm. other thoughts and knowledge uh, as it goes along. So I think that that's interesting, like always learn and always try to, you know, never try to be too close minded um, and keep the keep your ears open to like other what everybody else is doing and how you can help mm -hmm. each other out. Yeah, I think that's important. And I can sense the theme here in terms of kind of elevating people up, lifting people and and ultimately de like debating as well, because there is going to be more than one way to achieve the same thing. The right way will depend on, I guess, the pros and cons, right? In terms of what are the trade-offs for doing it this way versus versus that way. 
and you give the the quintessential consultant answer like, oh it yeah. depends right well, <laughs> what works for you doesn't yeah. work for them and it's like let's <laughs> let's build out an sop or <laughs> yeah no exactly is that is the typical consultant answer but i can't help it at this point it runs in my veins so <laughs> can't get away from it um kind of picking up the speed a little bit but if you were to kind of summarize skills attributes that it takes to kind of pursue this path if there was like a top two set of skills what would you choose what do you think is important yeah on the just general developer side i would say be okay with being stuck and embrace Mm. the the pain that comes in with not knowing something i will often like maybe once a day and i'm just like i have no idea (laughs) what this is like i've been doing this for you know almost 10 years now it's like i have no idea what i'm looking at and that is okay like when i run into that it's it's a learning opportunity i and i will get a lot of you know students that they maybe haven't experienced that as much and when they get stuck they shut down and Mm. i think for being a good developer you need to kind of embrace the stuck Right. And then figure out how you can move forward. One of the I guess the funniest things and you'll see like memes about it and things like that is like when you have an error on your screen and you make a a small little change and you see a new error and you need to be excited about that. (laughs) Yeah. You're you're happy that at least something is happening and it's not the same exact thing. So I think that that, that's an important mindset to have. Mm. And then just also like some of that, like, uh, problem solving and and that's potentially more general right but everything that we're doing especially in salesforce and and coding is problem solving right so it's yeah it's putting yourself um in the shoes of somebody else and then maybe thinking a couple steps ahead of how we can help make this work like long term make the like figure out how to improve their lives even if they potentially don't even know that you know something that they've been doing for years can be improved upon, right? Like that is, that's something that is uh, super fun and super important when you roll out a feature and they're like, oh, I didn't even know this could do this. And this is saving me tons of time a day. Like I can go do other stuff. So that that's really fun. But yeah, I think it boils down to like embracing the the, the pain that comes along with it. And then trying to like have that problem solving mindset of like everything's a problem and everything can be solved which is pretty fun. Yeah. And I think I can certainly relate to that error thing about kind of progressing through different errors. It feels really good when you actually get the authentication to work, but then inevitably you would have structured your call or or done something that is then invalid. So it kind of, you almost like going up a flight of stairs, right? Sometimes with errors, you go past one and then you've got to get past the next thing. So can certainly relate to that. Yeah, totally agree. It is it is a, a a blessing and a curse, a battle that you have to yeah. go through. But it for me, it, and maybe it's like I think they say you get dopamine hits once you finally like complete mm. the code and it saves correctly and runs. And then, so uh, maybe it's those little things that I'm I'm like addicted to dopamine hits and stuff like that. <laughs> when I'm getting my errors done, but or addicted to the attention when you just shout out yes in the office and everybody turns around and they're like. Yeah. What what's just happened? Yeah. Everything okay? It's all no. I, I got a new error. Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> all good. Okay, awesome. Well, I've had a great time having this conversation today, and I'm glad that we're aligned on some things as well because it makes <laughs> these conversations a little bit easier. I find so. 
before we do go though you've now got an opportunity to kind of demyth something or clarify perhaps a common misconception that people have about kind of getting into a developer type career in Salesforce. Is there anything that kind of comes to mind there that you'd like to clarify for our audience, do you think? It's important. And I, and I love this question. It's important to understand, like, I'm no genius. I People have called me, like, talk to me and they're like, oh, you're probably super smart. And no, I was a very average student. Like, I got C's sometimes worse like going through school and i i think on the developer side it's really about like that that passion and interest in in problem solving and mm. then getting that found foundation right I, I i keep bringing this up because as soon as you're like at that base level you see so many different things in a different light and then you can go down to a, a, a bunch of different paths to yeah. learn development and to understand different areas, right? You don't need to be a coder and, and sit and look at walls of text uh, every day, but it really opens up your understanding in a lot of different areas of pretty much anything you do. So I think it's important to kind of learn and get that foundation and um, don't think like it doesn't matter your age, your your race, your sex, your anything like that. Like mm -hmm. it, you you can learn it. So it's it's totally open. And there's a ton of resources that you can use. You can always message me to find some. Of course, start on like Trailhead and and all of those things. And um, I, I think the 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 door is like definitely cracked open to yep. learn this kind of stuff. It's just about, you know, taking that step to push through and, you know, embracing the, the, the stuck and the suck of being, <laughs> you know, yeah. debugging and all that. But once you get past it, you see the patterns and you'll start to move uh, a lot faster and, and learn different things in development. Yeah. And I love that. And I'm, in fact, I might get that on a sticker now, embrace the errors. <laughs> That's such an important message as well as obviously the door being open to anybody. doesn't matter who you are, anybody can do it. Uh, as long as you put in the time and the effort and use some of those resources, you could pursue this path if you wanted to, right? Yeah, I want to bring up just one other thing real mm. quick on the kind of like the learning journey, right? I have a very yeah. traditional background. I went to school for this stuff, but they're like, talking about being the door open and things like that. You can you can be a self-taught developer and be very successful, right? I've met many different devs that are self-taught and they could code me into a box and that's okay, <laughs> right? Like I, I encourage that because... Um, it, you definitely learn one way, like when you're going through school for computer science and stuff like that. But um, with all of the resources that are available, the different paths, you know, prepaid, whatever they are, um, you can really learn kind of whatever you want. So I think, you know, like I mentioned, development is, is an open door. And I, it, regardless of your role, I recommend you to kind of uh, at least learn it a little bit so that it's you, anytime you see it as, oh, this is for the smart people. This is for the wizards. <laughs> anytime you're saying that, I want to reduce that amount of saying. So we're at hmm. a level playing field as we talk. Yeah, I think that's really sound advice there. So before we do go, there's an opportunity now for you to share any resources or ways for people to connect with you if they want to learn more. Are there any kind of resources and and kind of ways for people to connect with you that you wanted to share 
Sure. The biggest one is on LinkedIn. So of course, Walter, I'm Walters954 pretty much everywhere. So um, connect with me on LinkedIn and, and Twitter and those kind of things. And then of course, yeah, I got to plug YouTube, right? So yeah. uh, make sure to like and subscribe. <laughs> and, but yeah. the, you can find my YouTube channel, Salesforce Mentor. I talk about a lot of different Salesforce topics. Um, and if you have requests, I take requests. So let me know from that side. And then just going a little bit deeper, right? I've mentioned uh, Salesforce Mentor. So I've got that Slack channel going and you can like, join on salesforcementor.com. And then if you're looking to get like very deep into development, you, you've maybe dabbled around and you think you want to go a little bit, uh, go a little bit hard and, and learn it for the next couple of months, definitely check out Cloud Code Academy. And I guess we'll be talking a lot there too if people sign up for that. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks again for your time today. It was great having this conversation with you. All right, Tom. Yeah, it was great talking with you too. Uh, thanks for having me on. And, you know, I like talking about development stuff. So I appreciate you having me and sharing your platform. Yeah, no worries. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to Be More with Tom Bassett. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave any feedback in the comments.